Well, they ask for the resume. They ask for the resume, and then they want you to fill out their application. Oh, and that's you, the and most you, annoying. And, it's, and it's, it's just, why do you ask for the resume? Why do you ask for the resume? <laughs> I'm in the oh, right body. did it she she yelled at us for a second time this time i was ready for it so i don't know if i'm gonna get the same you know charge in my balls but the robot uh, ladies and gentlemen did yell at us and tell us that we are being recorded so we know that the podcast has begun welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Pat, matt on matt podcast for like elton john said the bitch is back the bitch is back. You're pretty quiet there, Beery. Is there something I, I could do to change that? There, I could turn up my volume. That's what it'll do. <laughs> there he is. That's there's how that, that works. There's that beautiful baritone that I've missed so much. Happy Pride Month. How are you? Feeling gay today? Feeling good. Feeling gay every day, baby. Nice. Welcome back to the Matt on Matt podcast where uh, me and Matt, former members of the Gambino crime family, <laughs> like to sit and talk about all our old whackings we used to do, all our old uh, hit jobs and knockoffs and all that shit we used to do down in the streets. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> down in Ridgewood, Queens, Jack. Down in Ridgewood, you don't understand Queens. how we do it back there. No, you don't understand. I'm going to come at you in a different way. All we have is the M train and the L train, so shut the <laughs> fuck up and eat the eat the spaghetti. How about cool? Gabagool, gabagool. So you've been watching uh, uh, a podcast. You were just telling me about this. Uh, we yeah. don't have to dive right into Recommendsies, but you, we can talk about this podcast you were watching. I know, uh, it was Chris funny shit. I got uh, Chrissy Chaos, Chris Stefano had John sure. Alight, a former hitman for the Gambino crime family for John Gotti. That's how you on. say his name, Alight? That's how they were saying it. Huh. I was, and he didn't correct him, so I'm going to say well, yes. Well, hey, the man is right. The man knows how to say his own name. I'm not saying. I'm just surprised that it's not Aleti. 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 There's no such thing as a longer vowel. <laughs> Some of our so consonants this, are longer. So he's on there, and obviously he, I think he said he'd done like 18 total years in prison, which 10 of it was in brazil whoa could you even imagine going to fucking prison in brazil no sounds awful i can't, I can't even imagine going to brazil no no that's the place <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of uh our fellow white people have like this wanderlust i don't have it neither do i i don't like i want to see america i want to like go around the states and see what's here but i don't want to go like places without creature comforts even england <laughs> is dicey i mean it's like you, you, you like get real like y'all don't serve beer after midnight what the fuck is this like bro hit up the netherlands yeah, yeah you're gonna love it you're gonna love it 
But yeah, no, they, like I is white people that are like they want to go like fucking camp in favelas in Rio, and I'm like, what? No, I mean, I would I would be down to. I mean, you might be able to talk me into going camping in a place that's pretty remote. I've done it before. I've shit in the woods, um, <laughs> but uh, but I want the option to go back to civilization. Not that these places aren't civilized, but civilization as i as an american am used to you know right but you're specifically talking about i know exactly what you're talking about you're talking about this like trend of uh upper middle class white kids that are just like putting themselves in the most dangerous and precarious situations like camping in the jungle in thailand like you're gonna get eaten by a fucking snake (laughs) or or going on mission trips to like deep deep like south sudan which is admirable but it's also like and and there are some like i have a friend that does some amazing mission work in uganda and vietnam and all that stuff uh through uganda through different um through her job i'm not gonna say where she works but uh but like she does some amazing stuff but she's like a trained medical person like she like she can go she knows how to deliver a baby you know what i mean oh damn like, like she she knows how to like she's a she's a nurse she's a like like she's so much of a nurse that she's a doctor technically she's like a doctorate in nursing so she can go over there and do some good work but then i see people that were like i i mean i've seen just you know you hear about mission trips sending teenagers to those sorts of situations to those environments and i'm like who are they helping what are they doing my i can tell you this right now <laughs> I probably don't plan on having children, but if I do have children, the last place they're going to try and spread the word of Jesus is fucking Uganda. Yeah. Like, suck my dick, bro. Yeah, fuck (laughs) that. Like, it just seems so dangerous and so, like, also, like, they have a tendency to kind of set people up really well and then just sort of leave them in the lurch. And so now they have, like, a school that they have to maintain that's an amazing school but they don't have any resources to take care of it. And so a few years go by, the place starts falling apart. You know, I, I'm kind of talking out of my ass, and I distracted us from what, what, what the whole point of this was, which is this dude went to jail in Brazil. Yeah. So this guy goes to jail in Brazil. But uh, the funniest part of the whole thing is Chris thought, you know, hey, we know what's different. Let's see what they got in common. Chris brings on T.T. Jerry, which, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know T.T. Jerry, T.T. Jerry is a transgender woman who spent a total of 21 years in men's prisons and got stories, bro. Bro, this 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 woman has stories, stories. I also love T.T. Jerry just because she's so um old school new york but oh yeah but like like but like <laughs> like this but she's transgendered so like and transgender is definitely an issue that has uh kind of exploded uh for people our age you know what I, and younger um uh <laughs> like not that uh, like not that we just suddenly made it up but trans people have always existed it, and now there's like this, we're figuring out this these very this very sort of like delicate language on how to like talk about it and and open our minds to it 
and uh you know let these people live their lives um but tt jerry is just like i don't care what you fucking call me he him her she i'm tt jerry leave me the fuck alone (laughs) (laughs) so like Oh yes, this is she's phenomenal. She is <laughs> like, absolutely is... <laughs> phenomenal. I I would listen to a weekly podcast of just TT Jerry. Absolutely. I w- well, I would except for that she does not seem to know that you need to keep that microphone right up next to your mouth. Very good point. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have a whole lot of media training. <laughs> no, she's not a professional broadcaster, we'll say. Right. She, like, or or an experienced or even an amateur broadcaster. Like she's, yeah. she is there's a lot of like anyway, I'm gonna tell the most interesting part of the story right now. There's there's a lot of that. <laughs> she's like, so, so then, I used to suck off the son of Sam and he would just ram his tiny little cock into my mouth and come down my throat with these tiny thick hot loads and then then we'd eat a bowl of oatmeal afterwards <laughs> <laughs> like wait what was that what was that middle part there <laughs> i'm gonna let the listeners try and hear what i just said um could you hear me <laughs> i i can hear you i think it'll be fine <laughs> all right <laughs> Uh, but yeah, check out uh, Chris. I guess it's a record. We're doing recommendsies right at the top yet again. Hey, 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 we'll do it again. Hey, it's our fucking show. We do whatever and, we want, and we'll do it again. Don't 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 even <laughs> don't even try to guess what we'll do. We'll do it at the end of the show next week. We won't recommend <laughs> anything until thirty seconds left. We'll do uh, fucking don't at me, bro, to kick it off next week. <laughs> Yes, we'll go from start. theme song straight to don't at me, bro song. <laughs> You're not even going to know what's hit you. You're going to come right up in there and punch you in the taint with my college ring. Yeah, buddy. You have a college ring. Wow. I decided to say that because it's big and heavy. So it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Is, taint. I didn't get a college ring. I did none of the pageantry for graduation for college. I remember I did for actually when I got mine. I was I was like wearing it and you were like, oh, that's ridiculous. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I think it's dope. And you were like, I don't wear jewelry. And then you walked away from me. <laughs> you could be very mean back in college. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't wear jewelry and I do think it's stupid. <laughs> no, it was I mean it was cool. I mean my dad wanted me to get it and I I thought it was cool cuz oh, okay. a, a lot of my friends got them and I was like that looks fucking great, looks dope. And my dad wear was it? like absolutely. I wear it sometimes, it depends. Sometimes. I don't wear it all the time. I wear it most like more when I dress up because it just looks phenomenal with mm-hmm. a fucking like blazer you know sure yeah 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 and it's it says texas state giant on. gold ring and college rings aren't a thing in the north apparently yeah. only at the service academies up here so hmm. people like i've been asked if it was a super bowl ring i've been asked <laughs> if it was a world series ring i'm like no nah, bro just uh college yeah i'm at i'm at the watering hole with a super bowl ring yeah bro i'm sucking chilling at johnny's bar on greenwich at on greenwich street with a fucking Super Bowl ring. That's I'm hanging I'm out in the bath. I'm hanging out in the bathroom of Doc Holiday's uh, with a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, that's what. That's while we listen to some dude get his cock sucked by another dude. God, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking miss Doc Holiday's. I should go back there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably still there. 
Oh, definitely. I don't know. I mean, it seemed like they were just printing money over there. <laughs> Bro. I don't I, I would I, I love was... Doc Holidays because sometimes I would go in and they'd be charged no money at all. And I would find out at the end of the night and I was just kind of like, all right. And then sometimes I'd go there and I would owe a hundred dollars and have had like four beers. And it was just like, you know what? It got me last time. So it's fine. Let's even. We're even, buddy. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> oh man, I've had such shit show nights in that hellhole. It's you so know, I fun. used to live around the corner from it. And right. my first night out drinking in New York City, we were like a few days in, and I found out that they had dollar drafts on Tuesday nights. Oh. I must Oof. have had 20. I must have had that 20. That was at Docs? Yeah. They don't have that anymore, obviously. No. no. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Well, what a time. Well, 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 well. So check out this. So check out John A. Light on uh, Chris, Chrissy Chaos. Uh, Chris Stefano is, I think we've talked about him on the pod. He's, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that he's a. Uh, up and coming necessarily anymore he seems to have come all over um, my face but like uh he he he's he's a great comedic talent and you guys gotta check him out he literally got into comedy because his therapist was he was talking about his dad in therapy and his therapist just goes you know you, you need to get into comedy because these stories are too good to not sell <laughs> he just has all these stories of New York in the 90s and a little bit of the 80s when, you know, it was <laughs> it was different. It was, it was different. It was he was there. He was there during Giuliani's uh, beginning of Giuliani's reign that changed mm -hmm. the face of New York City forever um, or for now. Yeah, for everybody out there that's been to New York City sometime in the past 20 years, this is before every other building in the East Village was a Chase Bank. Right. In fact, every other building in the East Village back then was a cracked in or a burned down lot. Right. You could actually, like, my a buddy of mine bought a house in the East Village back then. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's since sold it. But and that's how he survives as a dancer. Is he? <laughs> well, and he also makes money. But um, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he, he was just able to buy a house in the East Village. Like what the fuck? Fucking crazy. What there's the fuck? some great shit on YouTube. Uh, people that just had cameras in the '80s and '90s and just walked around town. There's this one. Oh fuck! And I'm gonna be an asshole and forget the guy's name while I'm sitting here trying to recommend him. But he was a, a gay filmmaker in the 80s, and he was best friends with RuPaul. So there's oh. all these videos from the 80s. Like, this is before RuPaul was a star. Right, right. He was he an up-and-coming something. She was an up-and-comer um, and was just really just doing the club scene in New York and Atlanta. And so there's all these videos of them just, like, walking around the streets of New York in the 80s. Wow. That's amazeballs. It's really you fucking cool. Are you listening to um, No Dogs in Space at all on the LPN network? I've listened to some of it. I haven't listened lately. The last I listened was the Ramones. Okay. Well, they're doing Beastie Boys right now, and I just finished part four. Y'all, th this show is amazing. They do, like, these profiles on musicians, and their first season was all punk rock. <sighs> and now they're doing uh, season 1.5, which is a bridge into their second season, which will be hip-hop and um hip -hop. for this 1.5 they're doing 
fucking Beastie Boys. And it's just so cool. The Beastie Boys are like, they have the most, like, look, I don't think the Beastie Boys are like incredible. Well, I do. I do. I love the Beastie Boys, but I don't always listen to them just off the, off the top of my head. You know what I mean? They were really overplayed when we were kids. And, um, uh, so they're not always the first thing that I think of whenever I want to just like rock out, but man, their story of their creative development is just fucking amazing. It's amazing. They start off as this like crap, like, I don't want to say crappy, but like just this really intense, fast paced, hardcore punk band, like hardcore punk, not punk rock, not the original punk, just two chords plays it played as fast as possible. Every song is one minute long and has like four verses and two choruses and a bridge, but it's only a minute long. And they, but then eventually through their own exploration and their own just chutzpah and personal journeys evolved into this hip hop group just naturally they went from one scene to another seamlessly all because of their, you know, their friends and their personalities. And it's, it's just an amazing story. And like, so they go from that hardcore punk thing to being really like, uh, you know, straight up hip hop. And then they, they were kind of on the precipice or the beginning of bringing instruments into hip hop, live instruments into hip hop, uh, that they played themselves because they knew how to play instruments because of their past experience. Like, like, so that's how we get, you know, fight for your right to party. Uh, par- not paranoid. Um, what's it? Sabotage. Uh, like all those fucking. And so anyway, that that's probably my biggest recommend for the week is, is you gotta go listen to no dogs in space by Marcus Parks and Carolina Hildago. And I can't recommend the Beastie Boys series enough. It is so like, and it's also so in depth and so uh, thorough their research is that they are on part four. Each one is about an hour and a half long and they have only gotten to fight for your right to party. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. They're on okay. part. They're on part six now. I haven't gotten. I I, I think it might be there. That might be the last one. But I don't see how that's possible since they're going so slowly. I mean, the beasties were are still around technically, even though one of them died. Yeah, they're still like doing shit. They're not like I almost said they're not dead. Right after saying one of them died, but you know, not all of them are dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, check that out, y'all. It is so cool. Um, so this no, A like guy, how many people did he kill? He didn't say. He didn't say, but he did okay. talk about yeah. Um, that's funny because Chris was like, I do have a question for you. I do have a question for you. And he was like, What are you gonna ask me how many people I shot? And Chris was like, uh, no, no, I'm not gonna ask you that at all. Like <laughs> <laughs> But no, the guy's pretty funny. I mean, it's like all those guys, you know, they get on something. They're actually like, they're pretty funny. They're pretty charming. Because that's yeah. how they kind of did what they did. But, yeah, they're um, criminals. Yeah, exactly. 
But no, it's fun. <laughs> it's funny. Um, the second half of the interviews for Patreon only, which kind of blows dicks. But come know. on with this Patreon shit. I don't know. We're like, probably gonna have a Patreon, to make so money. I shouldn't. We're gonna start I a Patreon for sure. <laughs> I shouldn't shit on it too much. I just the thing is, is that they used to let you give a dollar, which I think is plenty. Frankly, for a podcast, podcasts are free everywhere you go. There's an unlimited amount of podcasts, but now there's a minimum of five dollars, and I can just get five dollars, five dollars to death, man. Like I don't know. Oh, yeah, you got to be very selective with who you fucking uh, Patreon for. Right, because it's just like, I can't just keep giving people five bucks. Right? <laughs> oh, dude, it's fucking wild to me the amount of money people give on Twitch. Dude, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's just like, I mean, I do get it because I want people to, you know, support us for one thing. But at the mm. same time, like, I don't know. I don't like people just drop like $500 worth of gifted subs. Yeah. Like, and they do it a couple times a week. I'm like, what are you doing? $500 to a Twitch streamer? Why? <laughs> like, why? Do they fuck you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't think they do. No, <laughs> like, no, they don't. Seems like a bit of a waste. Um, they're all intensely <laughs> private. <laughs> right. It's just like which they have to be. Which is totally to within their right to be, and they should be, and all that great stuff. But I'm just blown away by by how much money people make off of just donations. Yeah. It's it's and that it's, that whole way of making money doing YouTube and Twitch is so fucking fickle. Uh-huh. The fan yeah. bases are so fickle. If yes. you do or say one little thing, like your career's fucking over. Over. It's or, crazy to me too how like some yeah. people can just like accidentally say the wrong thing one time and their career's fucking over. Or you can be Jake Paul and you can rape yeah. somebody. Right. Right. That's what I was just about to say. Sorry. It's allegedly. Allegedly, according to the New York Times. Um <laughs> I guess we're doing the H three thing now, right? Um, <laughs> but like that—that's what I—that's what's insane to me is that like some people are like there's this one influencer that I followed on Twitter for a while, and she had videos on YouTube too, named uh, Sidelko, Chris, Chris, Christine Sidelko, I think her name was. And I never really watched her online stuff. It was always just kind of like. He, I don't know, YouTuber shit here. Now, now we're at the car wash doing this today. Yada, yada, yada. But she, um, uh, like literally, but she eventually was just retired quote unquote from that, from that line of work because she got political one time and her fan base flipped the fuck out. And then all of these trolls show up. And Christine is a bigger girl. She's pretty big. Um, and just like ruined her fucking online life, posting all these awful p angles of her everywhere. Every anytime she posted anything, like like fi figuring out her address, fi like threatening to get her swatted, uh, like all of this crazy shit, just because she was like <laughs> Bernie twenty sixteen, y'all, or whatever it was. Like, because she's she's very 
sort of left-leaning socialist democratic socialist and now now every now and then she'll pop off on twitter with with something and she's like gone full bore political like she's just like fuck all of you but sure. she she doesn't mo- make any money off of her online presence anymore and she i don't know it's like like she was i just think about ha- having she's so young when that happened to her she was probably like 22 years old to go from like making a celebrity amount of money like like you have won the lottery you are an influencer you like people come to you you get millions and millions of views to just completely cut off because she all she did was like barely touch on a political issue one time and everybody yeah. from every side just went and fucking attacked her but then like you said Jake Paul nothing is stopping this guy no nothing can stop him it's fucking crazy it's, it's crazy really legitimately crazy to me <laughs> like it's nuts to me like so i heard about that rape allegation and um yesterday watching two bears one cave uh with the with the guy from H3H3 Productions who i hate Ethan Klein Ethan Klein i fucking hate that guy but he's so, but he, he's so- god god he's just like it's just like dude you are my age why do you spend so much time talking about these 22 year olds um uh but he but he did have some good information in this like segment where he talks about this i had not like i'm on twitter a lot i'm on it all day long and so jake paul comes up a lot that had never crossed my eyeballs no, it had never crossed my eyeballs either. It had been a lot of shit about him throughout the years that, like, he's, you know, a toxic guy and he's shitty right. to work for and, you know, right. this and that. But, like, at, you know, that's all, like, oh, sounds like you had a bad time at the right. Team 10 house. But right. this is, like, it was kind of that thing we were talking about. Um, I'm not really interested in hearing a lot of stuff unless there's like a crime that's been committed and right. now there's a crime sure. that's been committed right right <laughs> yeah and it's just like why it just seems like like I, it's not that it's being brushed under the rug i mean it's being written about in the new york times but it is nuts to me that he i i haven't heard about him getting uh deplatformed in any sort of way uh, i guess he uh that that one company triller he was with has dropped him uh, that was promoting his fights for him, but I'm sure he'll just get a different promoter because he does these fights. Yeah. It's so stupid, but like, um, it's just bananas to me. I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's bananas to me that it's like one thing is one way. Uh, it can either go one way where you just say one time I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary, and then your life is over. Versus this dude is literally committing sexual assault on women, filming it sometimes, and nothing's happening to him. That's fucking you, crazy, dude. I mean, I guess I guess it's just kind of a reflection of the real world, too, because that, that happens in the real world. It just is confusing to me whenever it happens on uh, the Internet sort of world because the Internet thrives. I mean, the like the idea that like, Twitter didn't have a fucking meltdown um, on the day that uh, that news article was that New York Times article was published is just insane to me. I mean, because that guy is is 
is, is like Jake Paul for internet influencers is like a Harvey Weinstein. He's a kingmaker. You know, like like he yeah. he can he can make or break your fucking career as if you want to be an influencer. If you just get in with Jake with the Paul brothers, you can like have a life as an influencer, you know? Yeah. Uh, All you got to do is get in their team, get in their compound. Just uh, there's numerous people like that. (laughs) The whole thing is fucking psycho to me. Yeah. Like the, so it's just wild to me that he is just still out there doing his thing. As far as I can tell that one dude, David Dubron, Dobrynik or whatever his name is. Dobrik. He, he got fucked and he should have got fucked. Fuck that guy. But like, it's still nuts to me that Jake Paul <laughs> is just allowed to keep working. Yeah. He's just allowed <laughs> to keep doing his thing and allowed to, you know, it, it's wild how it's so selective. Yeah. The outrage machine and the cancellation machine is so selective. Mm-hmm. You know, whose career it's, it also goes to show that you can, you can just decline being canceled. Yeah, that's true. You can just be like, I don't care about any of that. So many YouTubers have like self-imposed, um, like banning themselves and like, I'm going to leave the platform. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because, you know, this or that, what have you. Like Jenna fucking Marbles, like completely quit YouTube because somebody thought she did blackface when actually she was just really tan at the time. Like somebody looked at a video of hers that was like six years old and she was just like really tan at the time. And they were like, this is blackface. And she was like, I quit YouTube. Huh? I quit. Yeah. And then meanwhile, you've got um, other people that are just like, Oh, did you guys say something to me? Anyway, I got a video coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and a merch drop and Patreon. And yeah. they don't give a fuck. They right. don't give a fuck. So right. it's selective. Comedians are good about that. Oh, yeah. They don't give a shit. Like, if you Christina don't give P. a shit about cancel culture, then you're not canceled. Yeah. If you just like, Chris, like, I, like Christina P comes to mind in, in this sort of scenario for me because she. I, like I love the YMH crew and I've, and I do care about her uh, in a way, but lately she has just like gone on this r- really weird anti-trans tear. Like it used to be kind of a part of the show where they would sort of laugh at people that are being ridiculous about pronoun shit. Like there was this one dude that they featured or this one person, I should say that they featured a lot. Uh, who <laughs> said, who used to just tell people, all you have to do is when you meet someone new, just say, hi, how are you? What are your pronouns? As if that's like, I mean, this was in like 2015, as if yeah. in 2015, that was even sort of a thing. like even a thing. Also, even today, that's not a, that's not how you introduce yourself to people yeah. necessarily. And let I me, mean, there have been, there have been creative environments where, that has happened but but it but it was also we're going around in a circle we're all getting to know each other so it's probably because we're all going to be working together so it's probably best whereas this person is just christina shit she's just like convinced that uh she is just so obsessed with people that are 
um, playing in. I'm trying to figure out how to word this carefully. So let's say you have a kid, you have a trans kid, right? Uh Your kid has come to you and said, I am trans. Um, If Christina's children, based on what she has said, if any of Christina's children came to her and said that to her, I would worry about those kids and their health and their mental health. She thinks that you need to try and essentially just ignore it and raise them as they were born. And she is having like, you know, obscure people that have doctor in front of their name on her mom. She has a mom podcast, not your mom's house, but a separate one. Right. Um, Where my mom's at. Yeah. Where she has these doctors coming in saying the, uh, or she has a doctor coming in and saying like, you, you need to ignore kids whenever they say these things about themselves. They're stupid little kids. They don't understand they don't they don't even know what they're saying half the time, which, you know, there might be some truth to all that. But like also, if your kid keeps bringing it up, maybe listen, maybe also don't like apply this like this broad generalization, this broad swath to all situations for parenthood. Like, yeah. l- like, 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 I don't know. She also just has a she also only whenever it is brought up. She only references her kids and the, her experience with her kids. And she's just like, no, boys like trucks, girls like dolls. That's the way it is. And she and it, it, it like, yeah, yeah, like that's the way science is. That's the way my boys are. That's the way all boys are. If you're born, if you're if, if you're if your kids don't like those things, that that's something that's wrong with the parent and something that the parent is doing incorrectly. So she's. Yeah. Okay. So we also need to take into the context of Christina. <laughs> She's 40 plus years old and was raised by Hungarian immigrants. Right. I so get yeah, that. she has a very different view of the world. <laughs> I get that. But she also lives in the world that we live in and gets the feedback that we get. And maybe like if like, and she has this crazy like uh, uh, platform, you know, mm. like, like that's, that was that she earned in, in with her husband, um, but like I, the fact that she, cause I mean, I have even commented on some of her shit just saying like, why are you so fucking focused on this? Move on. And, and I've, and I've seen other people write similar things. She just ignores it. I've seen comedians complain about her being anti-trans on, on Twitter before. She just ignores it. It just, she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She also doesn't care cause she doesn't have to sell tickets. Um, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't give a shit if you don't. So it's a good point. Say, you know, if you don't care, you're not yeah. canceled. Right. She's just like, if eh. you give them the time of day, you're canceled. These are my shitty views. Take them or leave them. That's her, that's her. <laughs> that's her point of view. I'll have to go back yes. and listen to some of her stuff because uh, I mean, it's it's not they've, they've well, I mean, I, I don't would... I don't like taking people's word for it. I'll just put yeah. it that way. Sure. I don't like when when it comes up to these social media cancelings or this person's trash, this person's a Nazi, this person's whatever. I do my own research because, uh, I mean, if you listen to Twitter, you know, um, Ellie Kemper is a current member of the KKK. (laughs) Just about to say, (laughs) which if you do any type of research, it's not true. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, like if you do any research whatsoever, you'll find that that is not accurate. Well, okay, but she was she was a beauty queen in that weird ceremony. Yeah, for that weird society that was definitely a white supremacist society. Yes, and she did win that one pageant. Yes, you're absolutely right. In 1999, 20 in 1999, you, obviously, I have a feeling her views about the world have evolved since then, as well as her yeah. connections to people in the world has evolved since then. Because you look at those pictures and she looks like a baby in them. Yes. And you also have to keep in mind that just four, <laughs> just like four years after that picture was taken was whenever she made the video. <laughs> I'll make it so dry for you. Oh yeah. I'll make it so dry. <laughs> so there's a couple of there's a couple of context things um that I want to bring up in regards to this. Because okay. so this group absolutely was a white supremacist group and was protested and was um throughout the city of St. Louis was loved and hated depending on right. what your class was. Um, 1980, they allowed blacks and Jews in 1992. They were fully integrated and changed their name to, uh, separate themselves from their past. Huh? Okay. So think about mindset in the nineties of, well, you know, we're done with that. That makes everything. Yes. Okay. That's a nineties right. mindset. 1999, that- her family's old money. Yeah. Old Southern money. I think this is another case of Twitter fucking somebody's life up, to be honest. I do, too. I also think that it would behoove her to just come out and say something about it. Agreed. I don't know. Uh, like, just like, I hey, totally guys. I totally agree. Like, like, just like, hey, guys, I was seven. I don't know how old she was. I don't because I don't know how old she is. But uh, I was a kid then. Uh, I am not a kid anymore. I have since grown up and realized what was going on there. And I'm sorry. Um, But obviously this is not my point of view anymore. And I'm not associated with that crowd anymore, you know, outside of her family, but like, I don't know. So I think if that would behoove her, but you're right. I do think it's just, it is. It was was nuts reading it. It was just like, what? Now, I'm not saying that I think that this group is cool because, like, it's <laughs> well, some weird, stupid bullshit. You know what? It also <laughs> uh, struck me because I remember listening to uh, WTF with John Hamm, and John mm. Hamm is from St. Louis, and he taught Ellie Kemper uh, in theater class. Yeah. Like, and, and, and uh, somebody, Marin, was just like, so you taught Ellie Kemper and you like that was just like on his Wikipedia page or something. And Marin pulled it up and he was like, wait, you, you taught this, this actress that's also famous. And he was like, Oh yeah, I taught her. I don't know. Like he just very much brushed by it, brushed over it. And I do wonder if he knew what was, what was up then. Yeah. That they were part of this fucking weirdo bullshit. It's really funny to me. You see this a lot with people who are rich and powerful. And like, I had a point in my life where I wanted to be part of groups. And then I just kind of realized that assigning yourself to like these fucking secret society type things. I, I just don't see the point in it anymore. 
Like, yeah, I've got a f- I've got friends that are trying to get me to join a certain group, and I have no desire. This is the Freemasons. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Scottish, I, right? uh, Freemasons. Yeah. Um, and I love the guy who's he's it's it's actually a funny thing. He's never outright tried to because he's like, I don't recruit. I just think you'd be a good Mason. And I'm like, listen, I just have very little desire to yeah, do that. Right. And be a part of a group. You know what I mean? <laughs> the last time I tried to be a part, I'm not going to go into the specifics of this, but the last time I tried to be a part of a group, it was a very negative experience in my life. Right. I know. I so know exactly I'm done what with you're it. Talking about. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, it was an you... intensely negative experience for a young Matt Beery. And I'm never, I'm never doing that to myself again. I learned a right. lesson. Right. Because <laughs> once you're assigned, once you assign yourself to a group, you're suddenly like responsible for that group. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and like there were so many rumors about me and that shit. I was never even a member. Right. Yeah. I was never a member. Hmm. <laughs> I thought you were. I don't know. Anyway. No, um, I never got. Yeah, exactly. See? Yeah. Okay. I never even got past the first step. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know what well, I mean? yeah, sure. Um, I just, uh, yeah, Freemasons are crazy. On my ghost tour, we stopped by the Freemason sort of corner in Dallas. Mm. It's fucking weird, man. They have this cathedral downtown that's only used as a wedding venue now. And it's like fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? Why is this here? Yeah. My grandfather was a Freemason and yeah, my mom wants me to pursue it, but like, I just, I, you know, it doesn't do anything for me. It's, I mean, uh, I, I knew if I've been to a Freemason's funeral before and it was very touching. I just thought it was weird when they threw everybody out, including his wife for a final ritual. Yeah. I it's remember like, that. I was there. Yeah, you were at that one. It was with Chuck. Yeah. It was Chuck Pasco's funeral. And yeah. it was just uh it was a it was really a very touching funeral. But um and I remember their input to it was pretty fascinating. I mean they they all put uh the they all the Masons walked up to his urn and put a branch from like a pine tree on top of the urn. That symbolized, you know, evergreen life, which I think was, I don't know, I thought it was really beautiful. Um, yeah. Because it kind of connects you to the earth while, and having this really, you know, powerful symbolism. Uh, but then, like I said, <laughs> I just think it's weird that they don't even include the wife on the last thing that they do with the body. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Like, like that's not cool. It's the wife. It's just like it's the other half of him. Like, fucking like she's, crazy. That's just so fucking weird. His son was allowed in because his son was a Freemason. Yeah, but if his son hadn't been a Freemason, he'd be fucking out of there, out the door, kid. Yeah. I, it's just wild when uh being part of a group is bigger than your family yeah right like See, it's that, a bigger part of your life than your family right yeah that's just insane to me that doesn't make any sense um and, and that's also kind of why i since we're talking about groups i guess this is the group therapy episode um <laughs> uh, 
when you're it's like we were talking about how when you're a part of a group you're suddenly responsible for that group also mm-hmm. that's a big reason why i don't fuck with churches i mean that's pretty Thank much you. the reason that's pretty much the reason why i don't fuck with churches because i don't want to ever have to argue with somebody about whether or not evolution is a thing or whether or not <laughs> uh gays uh exist you know what I mean? Like, like, because there's a lot of that that discussion was going on whenever I was in church. Is it a choice or are they born that way? I think it's a choice, and they choose this decadent lifestyle of just constant fucking no uh, <laughs> sins uh, of the flesh, sins of the tight flesh. <sighs> they choose it. And the fast-paced music of the devil, and it's just like I don't, I don't want to ever have this talk again. Like I just ever. remember having having that thought in a youth group one night. Just like I am so excited to graduate from high school and never talk to these people about this shit ever again, and not be associated with them. Like, because that's the thing. Once you're like in the group you're responsible for the group and if that group suddenly comes out and does something shitty you are responsible for it yeah i don't know <laughs> no, no i completely agree with you i it's you and know, it is on you the egg is on your face like i believe yes. that i totally believe like i i believe that like it was i don't know well, it's, I all, it's on Ellie Kemper's face right now. It's something she was a part of as a child that yes. her family put her in. She's mm-hmm. now responsible for the origins of it That when it started in 1878. <laughs> She's completely 100% fallible for every single thing that they've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, welcome to I know that that's modern like a, society. I know that we just, I know that we just, I at least I just started joking around, but like, uh, that's a joke, <laughs> but like, but yeah. it's also true. Like, 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 fuck everyone that works at Chick-fil-A. Like, fuck, like, like get, get real. You know you're where they 16 stand. and you're just trying to pay for gas. Fuck you. <laughs> Go work at McDonald's, you fucking prick. They don't they don't give a shit. They don't repeatedly go out of their way to be assholes. You want to work in fast food? Go work in fast food and say that you can't work Sundays. They'll hire you. They're dying to hire people right now. my favorite is mcdonald's paying people to show up to interviews that's for real i've heard i've seen i've seen signs on the internet that say it's real so it must be real oh yeah must be real it's one of those it must be true true. everything (laughs) on the internet is true (laughs) <laughs> um, it's one of those situations, but it seems true enough from what I gather it. Uh, there's a lot of, there was one restaurant. I forget if it was McDonald's or Burger King that like, it, they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay you to interview, but you have to get the job in order to get that bonus, which was like 50 bucks. No. You know what I mean? It's like you, for your first paycheck, you get an extra 50 bucks thrown on there. And it's just like, go fuck okay. yourselves. It's taxed. Yeah, that yeah, that goes that goes straight into FICA. <laughs> Fuck FICA. That shit sucks. Right. It all sucks. Good gravy. Yeah. So Mayor of Easttown finally finished up. Did you ever watch it? No, I haven't watched it yet. I've been busy. 
yeah, I've been I've been busy. Shut the fuck up. I've been busy too. Um, well, I haven't had a chance to watch a new show yet. <laughs> uh, I had a busy yet a busy week, man. Uh, it was uh, it was an okay ending. That's all I'll say. Okay. okay. Didn't love it, honestly. It'll work. Oh, I officially put in my two weeks notice at your former employer. <laughs> all right. So you got the the gig at the new place. I got the gig at the new place. I got the car. Got the car. You are um, a New Yorker the, with a car. I got the parking block away. It's fucking nice. Awesome. Nice. Life altering. It's like I feel a sense of freedom I haven't felt in years. Wow. That's really cool. That's really fucking awesome. I'm excited. My last day at the uh, current job is June 12th. You know, fucking like just blow it out on June 11th. Just like fucking. <laughs> go nuts poor mark free give everyone free margaritas <laughs> i would do that on june 12th on the last poor, day <laughs> poor queso on everybody's tits <laughs> now that's like, what i'm talking about yeah baby get that bob armstrong all across her back oh yeah what are you doing <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> well, that's exciting I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It's going to be good. Do you want to talk about the new gig at all? or or... I don't want to give away too many details on here, but it's a big step up and it's a big step up in pay. So it's a very positive up into the right kind of move for a guy like me. Nice. And by uh, right, he means he's going to start finally admitting that he votes Republican. Oh, um, suck my dick, bro. It'll be a cold (laughs) day in hell. It'll be a cold day in hell that I vote Republican. I know I haven't made this joke in about two years because he got real upset with me, but uh <laughs> Yeah, because you can't say this type of shit on the internet because people will believe it. The next thing you know, I'm a grand I'm a grand wizard in the KKK because you said because you joked that I vote Republican. <laughs> next thing you know, I was king of the KKK ball. <laughs> Yeah. Um anyway, uh somebody's gonna just gonna clip out the I was <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the king. I was the king of the KKK. That should be the cold open. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no. <laughs> People's I'm not even listening to the rest. I need no context. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he was serious about what he said. Everything he says is one hundred percent truth and factual and never a joke. <laughs> ever <clears throat> well that's exciting dude i'm happy for you thank you thank you. i am still fucking applying and it's just feeling so fucking hopeless um it's not hopeless it just takes a while just takes so long the only yeah. company i'm the only group i'm really getting any traction from is the group that i applied for like an, as a lark like it's it's in a field that i don't have any training in whatsoever or any experience in whatsoever well, they'll train you and somebody well yeah i understand that but like uh but like as a teacher i've had to do all this like you know all of this uh, extracurricular extra you know extra judicial you know I, I like stuff out of my own pocket that all this extra work that i've had to do and now this totally other different field is kind of looking like what it's going to be um i don't want to jinx it and talk about it too much but but it is it's just yeah. 
it's just very unexpected and uh very frustrating and frank but also i'm also just kind of at the point where it's just like fine if that's if that's where i end up then that that's fine i just need to fucking consolidate my incomes that's all it is i just want to have one income that i can rely on that can get me on my shit again um I don't know. Instead of having, you know, Uber and and subbing and and ghost tours and all that shit, I still want to keep doing the ghost tours, even if I get this gig. But and acting, even like like um, I don't know. I just I I, I need a fucking day job. So join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I know that the phrase is always diversify assets or diversify incomes but and i do believe in that to a certain extent but like i need a big one well that is uh that's that's not in reference to the job that you work that's in reference well to i mean your, it, i understand that it's in reference to stocks but it's also just a good in terms of being like a creative and a hustler that's how you yeah. have to look at it like like that's, that's how true. you like that, I mean, you have to look at all the different ways to monetize. Like that's why every fucking comedian and has a podcast that sells underwear and stamps. You, like, <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, 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 like ball trimmers. Like, like these comedians are out there talking about how they're pro comedians. It's like, dude, you are a professional underwear salesman. Like, like, yeah. like, like. Don't throw money on. in your pocket. Just admit it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, get the fuck out of here, telling me that. Like you're, you're. I don't know. I it really pisses me off when I hear uh, other creatives joke about like, like, like I've heard people uh, say like, you're not a comic or you're not an actor. You're a bartender. It's like go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. That's the rudest shit I've ever fucking heard. Like yeah, like get the fuck out of here with that shit. You're not like, I don't know. Yeah. You're not who you think you are. Like, yeah, that's I just said all my points, which is you're a fucking underwear and stamp salesman. So get the fuck out of here. If that if that's what we're uh, basing our identities off of is where we get our money or how our bills are paid. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, I'm just I, I'm feeling very frustrated and very discouraged, um, but also I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it's it's a, it's perfectly normal to feel that way when you're in the job hunt because you know uh, you get a hundred no's, you just need one yes. I just need one yes, and you're gonna get the one yes. And I'm just so tired of filling out my fucking work history. Mm -hmm. oh, Why you can't you send a fucking resume? Well, they ask for the resume. They ask for the resume. And then they want you to fill out their application. Oh, and that's you, the most you, annoying. And, it's, and it's, it's just, why do you ask for the resume? Why do you ask for the resume? <laughs> I'm in the oh, rice bro. patty. <laughs> You're in the rice patty. <laughs> this, what the fuck? Here it's fortunate son. All here over here. again. Like, why 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 do you ask for the resume and the cover letter it's like here they want you to they want a generic cover letter they want a generic cover letter and then they also uh that better be attached to an email which has what a fucking 
just nothing written in it probably has a cover letter in it. So my cover letter has a cover letter uh, and my resume has a resume. It's just <laughs> like, why do I have to do all this twice? Just, just let me talk to you. I'll pitch myself and you can say yes or no. <laughs> oh. Uh, so yeah, I'm so informal and disconnected. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, well, yes, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's become informal and and weird. But at the same time, it's like you have to, especially with um, you know, school systems, you have to do the formal way. You have to go in and fill out all of these all of these uh, forms completely correctly which is totally understandable and I totally get it. And I'm not complaining about having to do homework, but I am confused because it doesn't seem like it does anything. Like, like it, it, it just seems like, it just seems like it's a test. Like it's a, like, will this person do what we tell them to do? Yeah. Which, which I didn't mean informal. I meant impersonal. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, yes, that's the biggest issue I have with it is that it's impersonal. It's just so, you know, people, I'm not going to get into specifics, but it's just, um, it's just so uh, disheartening. And so, and I just wonder, like, why do I have to fill things out twice? Why, why um, does nobody answer any email? Like, nobody answers emails anymore. It's just, yeah. it's. And then, and then if you do get a response, uh, it's usually vague and then you don't hear from them, but you keep following up and you keep following up. I mean, every job I've ever, 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 ever gotten is one that I've followed up on a million times. Um, mm -hmm. so I know that that's, that's the trick, but when you're in the fucking mix of it, it is just so like fucking unreal. Like, it's just, I can't believe it. I can't believe yeah. how frustrating it is. And that's why people end up staying at jobs for 10, 15 years that they hate because yeah. the process of getting another job sucks balls. Right. It's God. the worst. And I think they all conspired together at Bohemian Grove while they were drinking adrenochrome. And they said, <laughs> we're going to make this process so fucking hard so that people never leave your company and they just die of cancer either anyway <laughs> oh <sighs> why do i have to does my resume have a resume why why if anyone can answer me that question if you're if you hire people for a listen for a living and you listen to this podcast please answer the question why do you ask for a resume and then have a work experience section on the application. I just, there has to be a reason. If, there, if there's no reason, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. <laughs> well, I also feel like, why do you even have to fill out an application if you're putting in a resume? Yeah. I feel like the resume is the application. The resume has all that information on it. All of it. Every my, single bit of it. Has my address. It has my phone number. It has my references. It has, it has my past experience. It has awards that I've that I've won and recognitions that I've that I've had. It has everything. It's the application. It should yes, be enough. 
And if somebody turns in an incomplete resume that doesn't have all that shit on it, then don't consider them. It just seems so simple to me. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. seems like, 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 why are you making me fill out books worth of, of have you ever? <laughs> why did you leave that job? Because it sucked. why do you need to know why i left a job also like i'm not concerned about why somebody left a job i'm concerned about why you want to work here yeah yeah sure that's what i want to know (sighs) why you want to work here what 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 drew you to the place right that was honestly kind of why i i prefer why i liked restaurants for so long was just it was so easy to just like I mean, it was, it's not easy to get a job, but it, but it's just like they're, they, they skip all those steps. It, it, you literally show up with a resume yeah. and a reference, and you're like, you know, Jody, here's my resume. What do you think? Yeah. There's, and, and they're usually like, come on board. We need you tonight. You right. know, and, it, and it's yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, not- I, I personally, this goes back to my sales career as well when I was interviewing people. Uh, I dig the blunt honesty. Why do you want this job? And like, if a server tells me, uh, cause I heard your servers make really good money. I'm like, awesome. Let's talk some more. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a fucking straight shooter. And I dig that. Why are you in sales? Yeah. Salesmen make money. Right. You monetize your effort. Right. You monetize your daily effort. As a sales mm-hmm. rep. So when a, you're interviewing somebody to be a sales rep, it's like, I, you can make really good money. I'm like, fucking let's roll. You got the yeah. right mindset, baby. <laughs> That's it. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> and I, I also, um, yeah. And one of the fields that I'm like interviewing in right now is very much, um, I mean, it, you do want to better the world and you, and that is, why people get into education and that's why I want to get into education is to better the world and, you know, help people out. But one big reason is that it's pretty secure in terms of job mm-hmm. security and you have health insurance. And yeah. I was talking, I was talking to someone once they were like, well, what is your mission statement? And I was like, well, um, number one, I, you know, yeah, I believe, that theater is a transformative experience uh, bordering on religious, but it has all this, but it's obviously a secular practice. Um, I think that it helps people come out of their shells uh, and, it, and it also teaches you how to operate within the workplace. And I think that having it as a kid is really important because even if you don't do it after high school, it's like you've been employed um, yeah. and you have experience and all that good stuff. And also I didn't really, uh, dig and this is me talking to a friend i said and also i i didn't really couldn't really cut it it, uh, as a capitalist and need health insurance and she was like yeah she's like that's really funny but don't say that and it's like why not why Why can't like why like (laughs) who are these fucking powers that be that said that it's not okay to be honest about your need to pay fucking bills and go to the doctor Fuck you. Why does Don't it all have me, to be bro? Why does, why does it have to be altruistic? It's like, right? like, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> you set up a fucking system in a country where you have to make 
crazy amounts of money to afford to even fucking eat. Yeah. Much less live in a place that's not a shithole. And then you as an employer want to get all high and mighty when somebody mentions money that I'm that's some Southern shit. Yeah. Well, I don't, it's not Southern shit. It is. It permeates everywhere. It permeates. I don't know. Up here, man, if you say I need money, people are like, gotcha, bro. I think, well, Matt, uh, you're not, you're, you're, you're thinking in terms of, uh, capitalist structures and I'm talking about a public sort of educational, infrastructure yeah, educational um, situation or or political uh, is another uh, politics is another field where y- you are not allowed to say that you're getting into politics to make money like anywhere Absolutely that you not. Are. you're not allowed to do that uh, even though that's what they do and why they're there um, but like so I, I, I you, you you can't put this on the South. I know you love to blame the South for every sort of transgression that's wrong in America, but it, no, you're wrong here. True, you're but... wrong on this one. You're wrong on this one. I wasn't it, taking into account the. Uh, I was taking into more account my experiences with like jobs in the South, where sure. it was like, why do you want to sell for us? It's like, well, you're a salesman. You make money. They're like, mm, we're really looking for people that are trying to change the world with our new software. <laughs> I have a feeling Suck that if you dick. walked into a bank and said that I'm here to make you guys some money and some money for myself, they'd be like, great. How are you going to do that? <laughs> Dude, the fucking when I was interviewing, when I was trying to leave EB Quick Start and I was interviewing with like startup tech companies in Austin, they lived so far up their own ass about changing the planet and changing the world and we're going to change the world and it was like okay well i'm here to like sell and make money so i mean whatever you want me to say i'll say it (laughs) (laughs) tell me what to say i'll say it what's the script (laughs) well you you give me the script i'll throw in a couple of jokes throw some peanuts at them we'll have a contract signed by the end of the day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and the world will be changed but, trust me yeah but now i was coming at it from a different angle you're absolutely right in like the public sector of education is is very different but it also it is a factor the fact yeah. that you need to make money to live yeah. and need to go to the doctor to live is a factor in why you're picking this career right and the fact that it's a, a pretty secure job once you get it yeah like like those are like like it's not crazy to want job security or or good benefits it's and it's not crazy to say that's why i wouldn't work for you that's just there's a lot of job security talk about yeah money we don't talk about money here it's like why not polite society (laughs) it is funny that one the one place that i've been getting you know the that isn't uh educational um that that i've gotten bites on in my video interview that I staged, I very much was just like, well, it just seems like this is a good place uh, where I could consolidate all of my monetization. And uh, you guys have been around for a hundred years. You probably know how to make money and I need to make money and I can read a script. So those are, that's why you should hire me, I think. And would, what do you know? (laughs) Get a phone call. There you go. It's just like that particular thing you're talking about. It's all about hunger. Yeah. It's all about fire. Ooh, so that's where we're at, y'all. That's where we are at. How are we doing on time? Have you been timing this? 
Uh, we're well, we're about 10 minutes over an hour. So, okay. Um, I think we're pretty much set, man. I think we just yeah. did our don't at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. We just did our don't at me, bro. <laughs> this is a little bit of a different flavor of an episode than the normal Matt on Matt fair, but, uh, yeah. it's, it's a been little... a different kind of week. Yeah. It's been, it's been nuts, man. It's been crazy. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. Oh, I spent the you know weekend over at Bernie's at the Butterfields, um, oh, house yeah. sitting. So it's nice to be back in my own space again, <laughs> away from needy like dogs. It. Oh yeah, all up in your shit. Dogs are so needy. I don't understand how. You, now that I've had some time away from dogs, cats, man, that's just. <laughs> That's the that's the exact amount of emotional attachment I need. Someone that's willing <laughs> to ignore me for hours on end. Hey man, I'm not <laughs> saying you're right, but I'm also not saying you're wrong. <laughs> Dogs are just sometimes so... <laughs> a little alone time is all you need. <laughs> and if you have a puppy, that's not an option. Puppy's just like <laughs> always in your face. That's a great thing about Bruce being like nine years old yeah. now. He'll just go up in his window and curl up for two, three hours. And he'll come over and be like, yo, I'm hungry, dude. <laughs> Scratch my ears. All right. All right. I'll go back to my window now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the world from my ivory tower. <laughs> right. Right. Well, y'all, I think that's it from us. Um, follow us on Twitter. At uh, Matt on Matt Pod, um, please follow us on Twitter at Matt on Matt Pod. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Twitterfield on Instagram at Matters and MattButterfield.net. Check out Nightly Spirits Ghost Tours. Google us; we're number one on TripAdvisor. Oh shit, that's fucking fantastic! Uh, follow me at MattBerry06 on Instagram, on Twitter. Shoot us some emails. Let's hear some questions, some comments. Uh, don't really yes. give a fuck about your concerns. Matt yeah. on Matt Pod at gmail.com. Love you guys. Bye.